Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Griff Talks Football. Uh, if you guys listened to the previous episode, I was going to release this episode, which would have been again released on Friday, talking about the relationship between uh, Matthew Stafford um, and head coach of the Lions, Matt Patricia, and why he needs to work and why Matthew Stafford could uh, be cut at the end of the season or so forth. And again, I was trying to release it on Friday, but I ended up getting too busy and wasn't able to put in enough time to upload at that point. Also, I just wanted to make sure on the things I was going to talk about, making sure that I understood and making sure that the information that I will say is not only correct, but also, again, what would make sense if it did go this way and that and so forth. Um, Again, I don't usually do predictions necessarily, but I am going to be talking about, again, the relationship between Matt Patricia and Matthew Stafford and why he needs to work. Um, but before I go into that, I wanted to give you uh, Matthew Stafford's history. Uh, as you may know, this past Sunday he didn't play um, because of an illness, and in doing so, it broke his consecutive starting streak of 136 games. Which, of course, is, is a lot of games um, in his NFL career. Um, this is his 11th year now in the NFL. And, unfortunately, he has not won a single division title. It's been Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North that's won that predominantly. Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears won that last year. And then Teddy Bridgewater, when he was with the Vikings, won that a couple years ago. And then Brett Favre, when he was with the Vikings, won that a couple of years ago. Actually, a decade ago. He won that in uh, 2009, at the end of the 09 season. And, and so forth. And the Lions have not won that division forever. They have... Um, I can't exactly remember the last time the Lions even won that division. I want to say the last time they won that was with Barry Sanders. But if that's the case, then shoot, that's been that's been 20 years. So I need to double check on that. However, just strictly talking about Matthew Stafford, he hasn't won it. And he's only had three playoff appearances. His three playoff appearances were in the seasons of 2011, 2014, and then 2016. 2011, he threw for an astounding 5,038 passing yards with the 65 point with a 63.5 per, uh, completion percentage rate. As well as 41 touchdowns, 16 interceptions with a 97.2 pass rating. Impressive. He also had Megatron, otherwise known as Galvatron. Uh, not Galvatron, sorry. Calvin Johnson. I'm a fan of Transformers, but that's not the case. Uh, Calvin Johnson, the receiver at that time. A beast. Posting up big numbers. Which led to the Lions under head coach Jim Schwartz at the time. Uh, at 11-5 record, only to lose a wild, a wild card playoff game against the New Orleans Saints, which, by the way, uh, Drew Brees also that year threw 5,000 yards um, and led the Saints to a 13-3 record. To have a team at 13-3 in a wild card spot is, again, 
it's an impressive record, but at the same time, it's astounding because it doesn't often happen. Because then you realize, oh shoot, there were like teams that either had a 13-3 tiebreaker against the Saints or had 14-2 or had a better record. Which I believe the Saints did lose to the Saints that year. I mean, I mean, lose to the 49ers that year twice. Um, hence why they were in a wild card spot, not in the divisional round. And then uh, the Packers were 15-1 that year, which Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. He didn't throw over 5,000 yards. He threw over 4,500 yards um, with 45 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, the highest quarterback rating of all time, at least in the season. And then um, Tom Brady also threw over 5,000 yards passing. So there was, there was big statistical passing numbers that year. But then again, the Lions lost to the Saints 41-27, to I believe. And then in 2014, the Lions went 12-4, only to again be in a wild-card spot playing the away game against the Dallas Cowboys, only to lose that game by a possession. And then in 2016, Lions went 9-7, only to get whipped by the Seattle Seahawks. And so, well, during that 2016 season, Matthew Stafford became the QB to uh, lead eight fourth quarter coming behind slash game tining, game tining turning into wins column. So what I mean by that is whether it was down by a touchdown or by a few points led the comeback, or the game was tied and he led a game-winning drive. Nevertheless, he was a huge reason why the Lions were able to win those games and be 97 and at least claim a playoff spot. And then evidently, in doing so, after that wild card loss, they handed Matthew Stafford a contract worth $100 million. And when I talked about that in my very first season doing the show, in my two-part episodes... One of them, one of those episodes I talked about, would you rather have a great QB or a great roster? And the in part of the downsides of having, you know, a great QB is that you have to pay that great QB a huge sum of money because then the QB plays phenomenal. But in doing so, your roster kind of dwindles up. You don't usually have the cap space to either a give players higher contracts to be able to. Have them be on your team to be able to to make a huge impact on your team. Be able to have a potentially a better record. Um, to either keep the players that um, that you've deemed were great, but ended up signing with different teams. Um, again, with that contract, you're now saying, okay, within year two or three, because we've lost players, good players, or because we weren't able to sign good players or retain good players, you're going to have to carry our team. And that's what Matthew Stafford has been trying to do. And despite putting up gaudy stats, it hasn't led to wins. And again, that's the argument here. I am in favor of, again, having a great roster over having a great QB. But you want a good QB with a roster because you have a bad QB, much like we're seeing with the Bears it can really hinder you from getting wins. So yes, the quarterback position is probably the most, if not the most important position, but it definitely 
does not mean it's just a position you just need and then you'll be fine. No, you do need a great roster. You do need both sides of the ball to be able to compete pretty well, to have complementary football, if you will, to be able to have a great record. And ever since Matthew Stafford signed that contract back in 2016, or at least the end of 2016, um, throughout these three seasons thus far, 2017, 2018, and including 2019, they've all been losing seasons. Uh, Jim Codwell was the head coach of the Lions for 2017, and then he got fired, and Matt Patricia has been the head coach of the Lions for uh, since 2018. And now 2017, Matthew Stafford put up 4,000 yards passing, 29 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 65.7 completion percentage rate. Oh, awesome, but losing season. 2018. Um... Just over 3,700 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 89.9 passer rating, 66.1 completion percentage. Okay, those are good stats, but still a losing season. And this far through through um, eight games, Matthew Stafford has thrown 2,499 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions, with an astounding one point. I mean, I'm sorry, with 106.0 quarterback rating as well as 64.3 completion percentage i know a lot of numbers i'm just saying which again that's that's a pretty good season thus far but the blinds are three four and one so with matt patricia there a lot of people saying oh matthew stafford may be cut at the end of the year which okay but that's a lot of money that you're giving away because of the contract that you decided as an ownership, as a GM at that time, to give to Matthew Stafford. So at this point of time, despite having the weapons that they have right now, in which evidently they will have to pay Galladay, they will have to pay Marvin Jones. Again, they will have to hopefully get some good defensive players because that defense is just terrible. But that's that's got to have to be at like year three, year four of Matthew Stafford's contract. Because you start to now get more of a cap space um, to be able to sign those players. So evidently for the Lions in this scenario, they need a great roster. I'm not saying Matthew Stafford is a bad QB. As I said in those stats, he's not a bad QB. But you're relying on him to consistently throw 400 yards. To, to consistently put up big stats to at least have an opportunity to win this game. Or to win a game. And evidently, they lost to the Raiders uh, last week. When Matthew Stafford did play. And then he threw 400 yards. He threw for three touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick. He was one of the reasons why the Lions were still in that game. And evidently, they called a play-action pass in a fourth-and-goal situation. And ended up missing. Which, by the way, in my last episode, I said they ran the ball. I had a huge brain fart. They didn't run the ball. It was play action out of a goal line set. Fourth and goal. Incomplete pass. Which, again, I still disagree with that call. Yes, you put the hands. You put the ball in the hands of Matthew Stafford. But I feel like it was the wrong call. Because you had Galladay and Marvin Jones. Both had over 100 yards receiving. Both had receiving touchdowns. You know, have those guys on the field instead. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Which, then again, we just saw the Lions lose to the Bears yesterday, in which I'll talk about, in which I'll 
talk about that more in my upcoming Wednesday episode. But it just goes to show you that they're not a good roster. So, again, Matt Patricia is trying to establish a culture where they're trying to win already, but it's not a great roster. And, and there's been reports that he's been impatient with Matthew Stafford. Like, I get that you that the organization gave this huge sum of money to Matthew Stafford. I get that. I get that you want him to carry your team. He's been doing that, but your team is not good enough. So obviously the subject of today was talking about the relationship between Matthew Stafford and Matt Patricia and why he needs to work. But at that point, it shouldn't even be discussed. It should be Matt Patricia being patient or at least Matt Patricia trying to establish a a winning culture and trying to get in the best players that he can to be successful. It shouldn't be angry at Matthew Stafford. No, Matthew Stafford has literally been carrying that team all year. Now, granted, a couple weeks ago, lost to the Packers, gave up, you know, a huge lead in that game. But you can also blame it on some coaches for, for calling the offensive plays. You can probably blame it on Matt Patricia. Yes, Matthew Stafford didn't execute in those moments. Some blame is put on him. But at this point, it needs to have, there, there needs to be good players on that roster. So I do think the Lions, at this point, if they can somehow turn it around, great. If they can't, I do think they'll have a better chance of competing for a playoff spot next year because they'll have now the cap room, the cap space, if you will, to be able to sign good players. But at the end of the day, if you give a QB that much money, you're relying on that QB to carry your team. That's the same thing with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks are 7-2. and two, But you also have to consider the opponents that they pl- the opponents that they played. Have they been at home or been in away mostly? Or has it been a good mixture of both away and home games? And the targets that Russell Wilson has. And the players defensively. Like, I know the Seahawks defense isn't isn't great right now or isn't the best, but they still have some good defensive players, right? They still have some good defensive players. And that's... And that was the same thing with Aaron Rodgers these past two seasons. They've had losing seasons because it wasn't a great roster. Now they have a really complimentary good roster and they're 8-2 right now. So the fact that everyone... It, the narrative has been, oh, you must have a great QB be able to win games. Okay, great QB is good. Yes, that's it's great to have a, a, a phenomenal QB in your roster. But you need more skill players. You need a good overall roster. Not rely on one QB. reason why Russell Wilson was able to win that Super Bowl or at least be two consecutive Super Bowls is because they had a great roster. Legion of Boom. Marshawn Lynch. Ever since then, ever since those pieces have been lost, he has never been in the Super Bowl. And yet people are calling him like a great QB, which, okay, yes, he is. But then people are comparing him to Matthew Stafford. You have to consider the pieces that each quarterback is dealing with. Same thing with Tom Brady. He didn't win Super Bowls all by himself. He had pieces around him. He has a great coaching staff. All right? 
Reason why the Patriots were able to make it to the Super Bowl last year was because even though it wasn't one of their greatest seasons, they still went 11 and 5. They had a they still had a good roster. They're still sound situationally. They're like they'd still execute on certain situations of the game to be able to put themselves in the best situation to win. 2017, they were far better. Tom Berry threw 500 yards in that Super Bowl against the Eagles, but they lost because the Eagles had a better roster that day. They had a better plays that day. If you're comparing Nick Foles and Tom Brady, yes, Tom Brady outshines Nick Foles. But in that Super Bowl, Nick Foles dominated because he had a great roster. He had great players to throw to, great O-line, great running game. This is a team sport. This is a team sport. It's not a one-player sport. It's not a quarterback-driven league. It's a team-driven league. So, as I wrap this up, I know it sounds, I know it's been repetitive, but at this point, this should not be about the conversation of, oh, this relationship needs to work between Matt Patricia and Matthew Stafford. No, it's Matt Patricia needing to establish not only a winning culture again, but also great players to surround, not only offensively for Matthew Stafford, but defensively. It's a team game, not a quarterback-driven lead. Matthew Stafford has done everything he can in his will in every way possible to put that team in six, to be able to succeed. And so far, they're 3-4-1. He's done everything to put them in this situation to win, and evidently, it, it can't just be carried by him. Again, I know the Seahawks are 7-2, and two, but you have to consider the players that do have defensively they also have a running game. So I know it's Russell Wilson running around and throwing 22 touchdowns and one interception. Like, I get it. That's great. But he has a running back. He's got at least a, a good old line when it comes to run blocking. It's not him just scrambling. He also does not lead the team in rushing yards. It's Chris Carson. It's also, it happens to be the coaching staff there too. Now, granted, the Seahawks haven't had really a tough test. I would say the Browns, but the Browns are kind of dysfunctional right now. Dysfunctional right now. But they have a, a tough test today, or at least tonight, Monday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. Right? You can't give all the wins to the QB, and you can't give all the losses to a QB. It's a team game. And so that's it for today's episode in terms of my one take. Talk about one situation in one particular game. But in this in, in this episode, it's more of a situation. The narrative people said that it needs to work between Matt Patricia and Matthew Stafford. Which, which yes, it does. However, it's more so of Matt Patricia trying to, again, establish a winning culture. Putting good players there to help Matthew Stafford. It's not Matthew Stafford's fault for unfortunately not, you know, winning an NFC North title. There's not this simple status quo of, oh, this QB's a winner and this QB's a loser. No, you have to consider which, what, what situation the quarterback's in. Russell Wilson just so happens to be in a situation where it's been a winning culture, where it's been a productive, consistent winning culture. Tom Brady has been in a situation where it's a productive, consistent winning culture. 
and, and amongst other QBs too. But talking about this situation in my next one take, which I will upload this Friday, it's talking about Kirk Cousins. And where I'll leave that leave with that is stop talking trash about Kirk Cousins. And here's why. And uh, again, I will speak to y'all on Wednesday and then upload that episode on Friday. Nevertheless, have a kick-ass day, y'all.